0: Well, here we are. First edition of Songs That Changed You. This feels like it's been a long time coming. I've been working on this for the last couple of months and I am so excited for you to hear this. My name is Aiden. Thank you so much for choosing this little podcast to hang out with for the next 15-20 minutes or so. This podcast is going to come out each week. Uh, There'll be a short little bite sized conversation about a song uh, that you can just flick on and enjoy and hopefully get something out of. So I don't think there's much more to add. Oh, all the usual stuff, obviously. Subscribe, give us a five star review, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I reckon we just get into it. Roll the music. Let's do this. Strike
1: up the band and make the five point <laughs> 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 Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings
2: Songs that changed you
0: Welcome to the first edition of Songs That Changed You, where we talk music. Now, I'm not asking my guests to pick their favourite song or one particular song that is the be-all and end-all. No, it's a song that changed you, and that could be many different songs, but today we are discussing a song from uh, Phil McAraith, who joins me in the studio, uh, Local Pastor. Father, is there any other titles that you'd like me to introduce you as?
2: Uh, Yeah, 1996, Best Team Man for the Ceduna Football Club, Under-16s, so if we can include that, that would be
0: great. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, no worries. I'm pumped to be here i'm excited what is the song that you have chosen that uh, changed you what song changed you phil
2: well i've chosen clear to pass which is and skeptic night, night, into broken, broken night, broken. that whole album really was like an awakening for me so we're it, talking 2003.
0: It's the Aurora yep. album which was their second release. Yeah. How old were you at the time? Where were you? When did you sort of come yeah, across this?
2: I would have been 21, 22. So to understand um you know for myself I grew up in Sejuna on the West Coast as a Christian, you know as as I grew up in a Christian household, my parents were pastors and you know you got to understand about Sajuna. There was only one TV station. There was ABC Radio or Sedona Community Radio, uh-huh. so we weren't really exposed to music except through my friends. There was I had no friends that were that were Christians growing up, so it was listening to music that they were listening to, and my life was spent probably in my teenage years in the nineties trying to find music that related to me music that you know wasn't my parents like latest darlene check or hill song album which sure. which is beautiful and has its place but sure. a song that i could listen to and identify with and i remember i'd get the Kurong catalog uh sent to our house and i'd be just patrolling through it trying to find something worth listening to but,
0: but you're also looking at a catalog and you don't really know you're, lo- you're judging it by the front cover of an album or or something you know like you, you don't have that chance to just jump on the internet and check
2: out a couple of songs.
0: Oh, yeah, this is for me.
2: Oh, internet is a game changer. Like, Apple Music, like, you can just listen to something and then not listen to it. Like, you had to, yeah, look at the album cover in a catalogue, order it in, which may take a couple of weeks, and then... Uh, listen to it and then make the decision is this a good album or not hopefully you hit, I remember that's how I, yeah that's how I got onto Delirious you know the King of Fools album I remember yep. you would rip out the back page of the Curon catalogue fill in the catalogue number post it into Curon you know you do all <laughs> of that yeah I got that that album which was fantastic and the one i to fall I want to love with you yeah. I want to go deeper so, I was always looking for music. And so, it wasn't until I moved to Adelaide uh, to do Bible college and then I started volunteering here at Life FM that I started to be exposed to good Christian music. Um, good music with a great message, but actually, like, awesome music with awesome people. That so, actually
0: connected with something that you actually enjoyed.
2: Yeah, that's right. It, it struck something within me, I had a great message. For me, it was like an awakening. So, from. This and, and hearing Anna Skeptic and hearing this album, we were able to go to gigs and then my world has opened up to all this Australian as well, Christian music that was legitimately awesome, you know?
0: So we're talking roughly 20 years ago, Anna Skeptic were touring around constantly. Uh, were, you, were you heading along to shows when they were here in Adelaide?
2: Yeah, we went to a couple of shows here in Adelaide, which was fantastic as well because... Um, you know, growing up without a good solid friend base of healthy Christian friends, you know, I'd go out with my friends and they'd all just be drinking and getting like wrecked and and, and they're having a great time, but I'm not having a great time. So I was able to go out with a good bunch of mates and obviously Sarah and I were, were dating at that time as well. We've been married 18 years now, um, but we were dating and so we were going to places that normally I would have gone with my friends and just watch them you know, get blackout like, drunk and I would have gone, Well this is this is awesome. I'm Twiddling so thumbs on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. I'm so pumped I'm here with my glass of milk on the side, you know? <laughs> so to be able to go and to go to these great venues and awesome local venues like the Garvin, to go with my mates, have a great time, listen to some great music and at the end of it just feel pumped and feel awesome. You know, it was a really new experience for me.
0: I really love that because music has the power to really connect people and you found your crowd and you found where you fitted. There'd be so many stories like this where young Christians were like, oh, I can connect with this. This is something for me.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I don't have to, you know, listen to um, whatever random 90s worship album or you know which are great and have their place but this is something that's not my parents and that's a part of our own journey in faith is finding our own faith and not what we're inheriting from our parents and and from our family but this is part of me finding my identity in Christ and my identity as a Christian you know I've actually got something that's mine and that I listen to and that I love and and I identify with and I've got a group of friends as well now that really um, identify with that as well and this is also the period and i remember you know looking back i'm just almost 41 now but i think that everyone has in their lifetime that one summer and for me it was i'd finished bible college and i hadn't started working so it was sort of like december january footloose fancy free sarah and i were dating and this is kind of like the song of that summer, you know. This is or the album of that summer. So we would put this on the car six stacker CD player, you know, as yeah. we're driving to Aldinga or as we're driving to the beach, and just as we're we're doing life and living living life and having that awesome summer. So this is the song that not only represents you know my transition in my own journey, but also this represents that summer, that summer of fun, that summer of before you enter into adulthood where you've got mortgages and rent and bills to pay and all of that sort of stuff hits you so this is like a a fun time in my life not that my life is fun now (laughs) it's just different right so
0: well it's different and let's talk about that you're a dad of two young girls what are they listening to these days and are you trying to force your music and or do they need to find their own to connect with and things
2: yeah absolutely i try to force my um listening genre onto them <laughs> but uh, for example today as we were driving here I played a few of the anti-sceptic songs to them and uh, they were a little bit unimpressed um, and so as soon as I'd finished playing they put on the High School Musical 2 soundtrack and uh, started singing along beautifully they're probably in a different phase of their journey musical journey and I guess we can continue to educate though continue to bring them along that journey and Absolutely. maybe we'll get them there
0: so, am I hearing correctly that they were heard Anna Skeptic for the first time today? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm disappointed in your parenting. I'm going to be honest with you. How is it they've got to, you know, teenage years and not heard it yet?
2: Yeah, okay. I'll take that on the chin. <laughs> I, hear, I hear that. I hear that. I would have played it in the background, but it's the first time I've actually sat them down and said, now listen to this.
0: Yep it's a fine balance of being a dad of like forcing what you like onto your kids and, and then hoping that they just discover it on their own and find their own little thing that they yeah, can get right. for well let's play it for everyone now this is Anna Skeptic with Clear to Pass uh, Phil thank you very much
2: thanks for having me
1: Yeah.
0: episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.